Okay, the levels are perfect for me. Yeah, I got a little red. I'm going to just turn my volume down some. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Happy 4th, Nicole. Happy 4th. Do you have any plans for tomorrow? Uh, maybe barbecue. Fun. Lots of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Are you going to eat a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I eat hot dogs on the rag. Always try to have a sausage and some patriotism. <laughs> Whenever I'm at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you were going to 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing. But <laughs> I hope people really enjoy this one and really return to form for the love of their country before next year Trump derangement syndrome sets in yet again and the flag burning hell starts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's always good to recognize that this country is wonderful compared to, I mean, speaking as someone who has family currently fighting in the war and also a refugee's outside of the war zone. Um, America's not perfect or without its faults, but it can really afford us certain luxuries. Agreed. Yeah. Like I always say, with a little bit of tequila, tits, and tax evasion... (laughs) anyone can achieve that american dream (laughs) i think that's the florida state motto actually (laughs) the triple t's if you know you know is what i say (laughs) so um did you do anything fun this weekend uh not really it's been, it's hit triple digits in Vegas. So, a lot of indoors. Mm-hmm. A lot of drinking and watching TV. Mm. Oh, are you watching The Idol? Yes. You. Um, I couldn't get past the first two episodes, which is beyond annoying to me because this is like i mean i love everything that it has i love pop stars i love sex (laughs) but holy shit they really fumbled this one bad yeah i feel like it's um maybe too much post-production editing just really fucked it up because it has all the trappings of a great show, but 
it's just not there. It took me to the same place of annoyance and rage as uh, Fifty Shades of Grey mm. movies did, <laughs> which I actually recently rewatched because for some reason it's so bad. This was my like third rewatch of all three movies, but it's so bad it instantly gives me like amnesia because I just <laughs> want to forget the cringe I'm feeling all throughout. And same thing with the idols. Like they take something that could be so good for the girls, for the girls and the gays. Just give me hot characters, lots of sex, and don't make the sex cringy. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for. And here I feel like, I mean, this, all the sex was so cringy. First of all, the weekend. Mm. he's not can we just agree he's not hot he's not the leading man he's not your fantasy man with a rat tail that's just not (laughs) doesn't make me wet watching it makes me like so uncomfortable yeah you um mentioned why hadn't hbo approached skarsgård to that's what i'm saying and I I had a thought, I had a, a come to Jesus, they couldn't cast him because it would be too dangerous. Too many women would fall under this spell and well, I'm sorry. Start molesting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> molesting myself is what I do. I'm a single lady. <laughs> It's all consensual, but that's what I'm saying. Who are they making the show for? Right. Who is the audience? Because the girls, we don't want, I'm so sick of this post me too. Anything to do with sex has to be viewed through a lens of trauma. It's mm-hmm. always trauma. She's traumatized. She has mommish. Why can't we just get a hot man that wants to do some freaky shit? That someone like me, who's I would describe myself as vanilla as hell, <laughs> like the less uh, the less work for me, the better. I don't particularly love having my hair or fake tan messed up. Please don't, <laughs> unless it's with a really really hot man. So when you give me these all this weird sex stuff that I'm maybe I'm like I'm not you know actively exploring the world of BDSM on the reg so if you're gonna present me with that it better be in a way that doesn't make me want to like get under my covers and (laughs) scream for dear god because it's so cringy give me a hot dude someone whose spell I could really like get under not the weekend or that fucking dork from 50 shades who gave her like in Fifty Shades, he gives her, like, a contract to sign and, like, balls to put in her vag. I'm like, I'm sorry, when did that become sexy? That is not sexy. The weekend, like, whipping her with a hairbrush? Mm-mm. No girl is sitting there like, hell yeah, daddy. No. You're so spot on correct on that. It's incredibly cringe. The Fifty Shades of Grey movies are like physically uncomfortable to watch because they're so cringy. Um, I went to see them like wearing a disguise, basically. (laughs) I I was like, (laughs) but I feel like it's the type of 
sex where it's written by men men for men straight men who think that they know what women want but all they really have is porn brain it's i feel like my uh conspiracy theory is that the weekend just really wanted to see himself in this role Mm. of something he's not because let's not lie to ourselves he's just a regular old charmin bear he's not a he's not a sex symbol and he just like wants it so bad that he thought how can i possibly become this someone who does all the shit to this hut and that's the thing um jocelyn uh lily rose Depp is like ultimate hottie oh yeah then perfect unique looking smokes in like every scene this is a girl after my own heart but none of this was enjoyable to watch and it's plagued with all these i don't know colorings of trauma and wokeness like oh we're not doing it because of this it's not just sex for everyone to enjoy it's her communicating all the abuse she is trying to work through as a child maybe not in the best way but there's always a reason for it and Mm -hmm. the reason is never a good one i was like what happened to good old-fashioned rape (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i was listening to um the perfume nationalist oh which up the episode he did on the melrose place Mm. And they were talking about the fact that Melrose Place, there's just constantly, like, the 80s and 90s were obsessed with on-screen rape and prostitution. Mm-hmm. But we love that shit. Yeah. We love that fantasy when it's, like, a hot guy. I mean, Law & Order SVU is and has been one of the most popular TV shows for the last 30 years. And it is literally just rape the tv show like well okay but that's different that's the kind of rape we don't want because that shit's like too real it's a taboo and it's one of those ooh, i want to peek and look in and see the darkness type of things like that's like law and order svu but there's like i'm talking about more like soap opera rape oh yeah where it's you're kind of having like this passionate fight with your boyfriend and you're getting hysterical and you're a hysterical woman and you're crying and screaming and like yeah fist hitting him on his chest and he kind of like grabs you and like and to shut you up starts like kissing you that kind of thing yeah no i know yes I, I know and you're fighting and he's pinning you up against the wall like we don't get that anymore Yeah, but that is a huge sexual fantasy category, and people are afraid to talk about that because of its, like, (laughs) connection. But, I mean, that's entirely why, like, Army Hammer was canceled for no real reason, was because people couldn't handle the exposure of someone's creepy sex fantasies that aren't even that creepy, but creepy it was corny as hell yeah. those text messages my god boy that was embarrassing it was like him i don't know larping as a 50 shades character it is a it it, it is a the fact women fantasize that that's part of yeah the sexual landscape you don't want it to be sterile and consensual all the time no it's hot you want a hot rich yeah tall yeah. dark and handsome man to you know, abuse you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
but me too like sterilized everything in great art and now the all the movies and shit is pandering to chinese communists it's like <laughs> you'll, if, even if you see like a nipple through the shirt people are gonna be screaming that's rape for them female nudity is a thing of the past and now it has to be this perverse version from the weekends mine this is what we get like how about you give me a good old-fashioned pretty woman type movie how about that just give me you know a hooker light who meets like a hot wealthy man emphasis on hot like traditionally hot i don't want a diversity hot hire (laughs) (laughs) um or you you mentioned the girlfriend experience. Is that more sort of that mm, vibe? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Much more glamorous, but down to earth. It's actually no bisexual lighting. Yeah. <laughs> Second season is a lesbian storyline. It's not bad actually, because there's this power bitch who gets an escort and they start like falling in love but the escort has like another boyfriend that she's being a bpd hoe with and throws all these tantrums um tries to steal his sperm so she and the power lesbian can get pregnant (laughs) but the first season is actually that's good sex and they do show a lot of sex and it's a lot of consensual sex of an aspiring attorney and there's a huge plot, and she actually beds um, her boss, who's married, and it's like they have this illicit, sexy little affair. And then she, I'll, I won't reveal the big plot twist, but she plays that law firm like a little fiddle and comes Ooh. out on top. That's true woman empowerment. She gets everything in the end and somehow rescues her own. Um, Because she gets outed as an escort, but saves her image at the end. Mm. But it's shot beautifully. It's very, like, sterile, expensive, luxury places. The camera angles are always, like, far away. The dialogue is very muted and very, like, real. It feels like that's the dialogue people would be having. I don't know. It's a good show. I don't know why I never popped off the same way these dumb shows constantly do when did it come out i have no idea Uh, i was just curious i discovered it two years ago just randomly and i was like holy shit it's a work of art as far as bringing you the salaciousness like the sex a workplace politics the true female empowerment Mm. because she doesn't do it from a place of uh, trauma. She just does it from a place of, I'm in the law school and it costs a lot of fucking money and I enjoy sex, so I'm just gonna enjoy sex and get money. Like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Haven't we all thought that at least once in our lives? Yeah. I think, I thought that whenever Lala Kent was talking about getting Range Rovers from her <laughs> man, mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, bitch. PJs and Rangers? Get it while it's hot. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. How much of this conversation about rape am I going to have to cut out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we said anything egregious. It's just 
our opinions only. Yeah. <laughs> I would recommend everyone revisit season one of, um, oh my gosh, I'm blinking on the name. True Blood. Not True Blood. Um, the, I want to say Pretty Little Liars, but that's not it. Um, the HBO show with Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Um, with Alexander Skarsgård. What? I've never heard of that. Oh, I'll, um, you can cut this out. I'll find it and just send it to you just to like watch it. But it's, it, Nicole and Alexander Skarsgård are married and he like beats her, but they have like hot sex. It's so good. I'm such a Skarsgård stan and I love me some Reese. Another great classic. Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. Hello. Why don't we get movies like that anymore? Because of the- Nicole with her nipples smoking weed and telling her husband how she fantasized <laughs> about someone else, belittling him. But he's hot because he's Tom Cruise. You know, they single-handedly have upheld Hollywood for the last, like, ten years. Those two powerhouses. Those two. The best movie to come out, yeah, was Top Gun in mm-hmm. the last decade. Haven't even watched it. I'm just going to say it was the best. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I know in my heart it is. <laughs> An American hero who gets the girl at the end and saves something, the country, maybe. I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm just saying patriotism and a standard alpha male. <laughs> yeah. Um... Should we get into the app? Yeah, let's get into it. This is the first time I really paid attention to the opening credits. And holy shit, Jax looks hot. Yeah, he's smoking hot. I like his hair a little longer, though. Yeah, same. Same. But... In the opening cuts, when he pours the cocktail, he has this Cheshire cat grin that Jax is, like, a master of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah. Um, and it starts with Kristen and Laura Lee doing, running their lines. And they go, and scene. Um, Kristen is a terrible actress. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, she's not good. She's gorgeous, but not a good actress at all. Mm. I don't know. I heard she was good because there's some movie that her and Sandoval are in where I don't know. People seem to I don't know. I've always heard she was good. I mean, maybe she is, but from that reading, no, 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 no. <laughs> How good could you be opposite Laura Lee? Um. <laughs> Is Laura Lee? <laughs> she went to Juilliard. She's not. I know. That's insane. I wonder how she got in. Um, Appalachian scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she was meth-bending and robbing her family for cash, when did she have time to also apply to Juilliard? <clears throat> Maybe she did what Caroline Calloway did and, like, faked her transcripts. 
that that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, um, people who are yanked out of their minds often um, are really good at tasks like faking applications <laughs> and prescriptions. Like I always say, I'm a great driver after I had a couple. <laughs> um, then we go to Sheena singing. They do like a little montage of everyone uh, doing what they aspire to do on a smaller scale. Uh, her singing voice is completely awful. It gives me like a cat's meow <laughs> if you're pulling a cat's tail and they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we have Tina doing the wildest photo shoot I've ever seen in my life. And Stasi styling it. Because it's her dream to be a stylist. Um,. T, Sandy, and Lisa's son, Max, are in a band. And Jax and Schwartz are at a mall. R.I.P. Malls. <laughs> I was just at a mall, actually. Really? I was just driving to a mall. And I saw a giant Erica Jane sign. Because she's performing here at the House of Blues. Mm. And I was like, hell yeah, queen. Work. <laughs> But I did something I promised myself I would never do. Uh, because I've been burned one too many times with <laughs> Bath and Body Works and body sprays. The quality is such shit. And <laughs> I was like, I'm never buying this again. And this semi-annual sale had me in the chokehold. So I ended up ordering a bunch. I had to drive to like a mall. I haven't been to a mall. Aside from the fashion show mall on the strip, haven't been to an actual mall in so long. And out of drop like fifty dollars and out of on like eight things. And out of all those eight things, I liked like two. Yeah. So should have known, should have known the quality is shit. <laughs> I'm a big fan. They have a um it's like a eucalyptus mint hand soap and it is so so good it smells like so refreshing and like earthy mm. i that's the thing that i get there i'll give you that hand, foaming hand soaps yeah. are probably the only thing that's worthy there not no. any lotions or no. body oh, sprays oh god cause... no it'll give you a rash no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah sandoval no, no, Schwartz and Jax are at a mall, and Jax sees his modeling photo, modeling eyeglass wear. He looks hot as fuck. I was wondering if Jax um, took Schwartz there, like, on purpose. Like, he knew his picture was going to be there. So, And then he's like, oh, we're filming. Bring the cameras. Let's go <laughs> shop for some sunglasses. Oh, oh, look at my picture. <laughs> what a coincidence. How random. <laughs> he probably did. I mean, I would. Like, I. <laughs> you got to get that face out there. It's giving Luann <laughs> admiring her own poster yeah. on a girl's trip. Mm-hmm. They have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> Luann and Jax? Yeah. I feel like... D- There's a rumor that he hooked up with Ramona. I 100% believe that. 
<laughs> I do too. Ramona Wood. Oh, honey. And Jax Wood. Yeah. Yeah. She'd have her little hand right down those pants in 10 seconds. That's a couple we deserve but never got. Mm. Can you imagine? <laughs> Too chaotic. <laughs> 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 oh god the instagram those uh stan accounts or bravo gossip accounts would lose their fucking minds um then they peter um does a showing of a movie and where were they what kind of tiny little movie theater did they like go into someone's basement theater probably are they in Lisa's, like, basement? <laughs> kind of looked like it. That's how I was like, huh? Maybe. It's quite possible. Um, Peter had a movie with Sandoval starting in it, and he asked everyone for feedback. Um, Tina was wearing hot pink skinny jeans and hot pink Barbie shoes, which is a vibe. All things are... are cyclical barbie then barbie now barbie summer right now mm-hmm. oh my god that's why it's a vibe i don't know why it spoke out to me so much but now i know <laughs> um who gave the feedback was it laura lee said something yeah it was but it was very like generic feedback i did not write down what she said <laughs> Something like, I really relate to the characters, and the development was great, the dialogue was believable, and everyone was so hot. I'm getting horny just watching it right now. Jax, do you want to go to the bathroom? (laughs) Yes. Laura Lee didn't know, none of us knew this back then, but she is the pick-me girl of the pick-me girls. There's so much going on with Laura Lee. <laughs> it's an, and it's all dark. <laughs> mm. Could have used more Laura Lee, honestly. Yes. Bring her back. Gone too Bring soon. Bring Jackson Laura Lee back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, could you, could you live in the world where instead of marrying Kentucky Fried Muffins, or titties, uh, he would have married Laura Lee instead. I um, I would love for Laura Lee to come back. I not to see Jacks marrying her instead, but so that we could get a um, y'all off between her and Brittany, like when they. You could you imagine Holy them shit. fighting each other like two little chickens, like <laughs> back and forth in their little <laughs> accents, <laughs> cockfighting. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, you know, um, my dark truth is that I want Jags back, but I want him to cheat on Britney so bad. I want that marriage to end, and I never want to see Britney again ever. Well, I put it at a 50-50, <laughs> if I'm being to honest. To me, the cardinal sin that Jax committed was 
lean into his deepest, darkest desires and end up with with a Britney, a Kentucky Fried Muffins, as opposed to what he probably saw himself ending up with would be like a model-esque, thin, blonde, like a Stasi. Mm-hmm. His higher self always saw his life go modeling, then some kind of cool tequila um, part like part like entertainment part corporate world with this hot thin beautiful blonde icy bitchy girlfriend and his lowest self was a florida man who wants to do social media for a hockey team with a kentucky wife who's agreeable and cooks him like corn on the cob and for some reason he went with his lower self i do think that's the cocaine (laughs) No, I think cocaine makes you aim for the stars. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. I think it was starting to smoke weed is what did it. That tracks. I mean, there is comfort in Britney. I understand that. Yeah. And this is absolutely, we're not talking about them as current day real people living outside of the show on instagram beautiful family beautiful son god bless love that we're talking strictly characters on a 45 minute episodes the premiere weekly these are characters there might as well be fictional at this point because yeah season one jacks is nothing like what is nowadays jacks i don't even know nowadays jacks yeah (laughs) but yeah um, so they're in Stasi's new apartment, which is, I've never seen a bedroom. I lived like a fucking dog my first five years of Las Vegas, and even my apartment wasn't this tiny where it was just bed, mm. and that's it, and clothes everywhere. Mm. My, um, my first solo apartment was a, uh, a studio, but it was very chic. It was same all windows it was really cool great views right by the lake i did it right so but same but i had space lots of space i Mm -hmm. don't know but i've never been i've never explored an la housing market so perhaps it's that's what they get um frank is drinking daytime beer god bless i support that (laughs) i miss that got a daytime beer <laughs> when you're under 28 it just hits different mm. yes it does <laughs> um and stassi is says she's writing a column for pandora's magazine and it gives me like hardcore sex in the city vibes yes this whole scene does um she says, Frank's the type of guy that puts up a pole and it falls. Jack's is the type of guy that doesn't even put up a pole. And um, Frank makes a joke about donating Stasi's clothes to Salvation Army. And Stasi says she hasn't even gotten the dress altered yet. And she's literally listening <laughs> to it rip. There was an episode of Sex in the City where Aiden was doing some remodeling or clear out of carrie's closet Mm. and he wants to throw out a dior dress and carrie's like horrified by him and says she hasn't even worn the dress 
And it's that newspaper famous dress that at the end of the episode she struts out. So this totally gave me like Stassi Scary writing her little yeah. fashion-y article and the guy's trying to get rid of a prized possession dress. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she gets to keep the dress and not the guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's got the nameplate necklace on. She just ended things with her version of this is Big. Mid-aughts. Yeah. Nameplate. She's struggling to make her deadlines in rebound dating. And I also was thinking Aiden. So, yeah. Um, Frank calls it a blog and Stacy gets defensive. <laughs> and she says it's style diaries by Stacy and she's covering casual chic. <laughs> And um, Frank, she says that Frank works towards his goals but doesn't take fashion seriously. Jax is a fashion model and knows how to dress but has zero goals. And I don't get this line of thinking because, like, babe, your boyfriend doesn't need to reflect your interests. For fuck's sake, like, date a rich Wall Street banker who can afford a nice tailored suit and be done with it. Yeah. Why are you choosing between a model <laughs> and a real estate slash um, secret government spy? Like, why is it so important to her that a guy likes fashion? It's so weird. But then again, this is like a 23-year-old brain girl. Yeah. I think it's part of her control. She wants to be with someone who's going to look good to reflect how she looks you know maybe that's part of it like that's why she cares she wants to assert she wants to get validation that her aspirations aren't like bullshit which i mean we all know they are like every girl (laughs) who wants to be like a fashion something or other like we all secretly know that's bullshit but we try to make it seem like something important this is just another way to like get that validation yeah and then they are getting ready to go to uh, Sir and Stacy's in her Sir dress. And Frank makes a funny because he points to it and goes casual chic. And she <laughs> like genuinely cracks up a little bit. That's cute. That one's cute. But I have to say Frank is a loser. He has the most like punchable smug face on the planet. I despise him. He has an underbite. Yeah. I, I think that's working against him. <laughs> I am so glad that this is basically the last we ever see of him after this episode. Um, and, like, if the vibe I get from Frank is that he was the handsome, popular asshole back home in high school and, like, in college. In D.C. Um, from my hometown. But his, like, shitty charm does not fly in L.A. I mean, he's been... Uh... I think before this, I recapped Solo, the episode of Vegas, and I thought he was a really good stand-in boyfriend. He drove her to Vegas. He didn't let the fact that the Kristen and Katie were being so snobby and awful to him really bother him. He um, was, all Stasi was asking everyone to do was like, let's just have a good time on birthday. And Frank was kind of a good time guy. He went to Chippendales with a smile on. He enjoyed everything. Even when uh, Jax crashed 
the birthday dinner, Frank kind of didn't really get into it like hard at all. He tried to kind of play more like defense. Even when Schwartz pinned Stasi and poured a beer on his head, Frank tried to like protect Stasi. It seemed like his main priority was always to take care of Stasi. And then after he actually lost it and got into a little bit of a scuffle with Jax, he felt embarrassed by his behavior enough to leave Vegas and the fact that he's still sticking around. I don't know. So far, I'm like, and I know the Frank lore. Do you? Right. Oh, yeah, I know. The sex tape? Mm-hmm. The, did you ever, were you a straight up with Stassi listener? I tried giving it a listen years ago, but I picked such chaotic episodes that I couldn't <laughs> like get through them. They're blackout drunk and it's okay i just gotta turn it off and i just kind of never went back to it (laughs) oh see i was uh there was one time i was having like one of those horrendous hangovers the one where you're puking your guts out for Mm -hmm. a full day (laughs) so all i had was playing in the background was tossy's podcast because i physically didn't have the strength to touch screen a button and and it was nice because I was falling in and out of sleep and between the puking and all I would hear is like her voice. So she became like a gal pal in my own head. Mm-hmm. And she was always talking about such vapid things that it didn't feel like I needed to keep up with the episode or whatever. But in one of the episodes, she did tell that Frank used to tell her that he was like a government spy, like some secret top clearance secret agent. And he would even do shit like in the middle of the day would run out and like pick up the phone in like this overt way and be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm on my way. And be like, I'm sorry, I can't explain. I just gotta go Like do weird shit like that. And part of and she said like part of her was like, is this a joke? And another part was like, that is so fucking cool. And obviously it was all like weird lie because he oh had a God. lot of financial scams going on. I think there was something involving a boat mm. from what I can remember. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, Frank, don't sue me. I don't have much. Um, unless you want like a pair of Yeezys, like I said, Balenciaga bag. But that stock is down. <laughs> Kanye's gone crazy, so <laughs> calm down. But that's from, from the memory is what I said. So the fact that he was kind of this crazy person but still i don't know well be nice to her (laughs) what you just said sounds like very schizophrenic behavior um literally like schizophrenic and i feel like yeah he was good in the previous episode in vegas he did really stand by her and he was very chill um so i will give him that but his true colors really come out in this episode, to me, at least. The way he talks to her is so condescending. Um, it just doesn't, he doesn't do it for me. I can't stand him. Um, yeah, we'll see that later yeah. as it goes on, definitely. And, I mean, yeah, he's not hot. He's not, a, he's tall. But not hot because yeah. of the underbite. So it's it's easier to hate him as opposed to Jax, who's like hot. <laughs> um, he looks like James Vanderbeek's stunt double. That's his vibe. Oh my god, <laughs> that's true. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's why he looks so familiar. 
That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's like a drunk John James mm-hmm. Vanderbeek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we go to Lisa, and she meets uh, Manali. Manali? Melanie? I don't Melanie? know. Melanie? Mm. Um, Sir Publicist, who can't stop giggling, and she says they need to bring in a secret shopper. Which is a truly every bartender's and server's nightmare. I've been secret shopped mm. a couple of times in my tenure of service industry jobs. And it's like when they, when a manager comes in and slams that report that like tells you mm-hmm. how you greeted them. Oh God. It's like, honestly, it's not fair for what you make and the amount of manual labor you do. No. Um, and then Ken comes in with some hot goss. Nothing's changed. Nothing, <laughs> nothing new under the sun. Ken loves to uh, break in news, everybody. <laughs> Did you hear that Raquel stayed at Tom Sandoval's jacuzzi and bedroom? And here he's like, Did you hear a rumor? Classic Ken in a pink polo, just letting you know what's up, boots on the ground at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LVP, I think, loves the idea of these hot, sexy young people fucking in the restaurant because she loves sexy, messy drama and it's great publicity for her. Um, and I mean, again, season one episode one she says sir is where you take your mistress so this is very on brand actually for her kind of alleges that they saw on a security camera laureline jacks fucking in the bathroom damn was it on a security camera or was it two security guards caught them they heard it and opened the door and walked in on them. They have that conversation later with Jackson Laura Lee. Oh no, they um no, Ken says that they were naked on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ew. Naked I one time my first year living in Vegas, um, me and my friend went out to Excess Nightclub. And we got shit-faced there. And on our way out, we went into one of the bathrooms. And, like, the Encore and the Wimp bathrooms are beautiful. All marble, white marble, clean, smells delicious. And it was really hot. It was in the middle of June. So she and I just laid on the bathroom floor taking like Snapchat videos of ourselves. But I remember feeling <laughs> luxurious in this beautiful, <laughs> huge marble white bathroom. But that's as close as I've ever gotten to being naked on the bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah. I, Maybe a few hangovers in my own bathroom <laughs> where I was naked with my head on the toilet, but damn, fucking. Yeah, that is some, that is horny right there. That is primal urges when you're fucking on the sur floor bathroom. And, uh, did you see those snippets of, there's like, 
episode zero on Heyu of no. season four where they give behind the scenes of all the producers talking about it. And the producers were like, oh no, they were doing it. And it was the most awkward thing for us because we were outside with the cameras knowing that they're in there fucking and getting the mic was picking up uh-huh. all the like sex noises. And the, all the girl producers were like, oh my God. God, we were like so scandalized by this. We didn't know what to do, but this was just real jacks doing what real jacks would be doing. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel always a little scandalized, even when I like get to witness insane PDA from people I don't even know. I'm kind of always one eye like directly on them, the other eye is looking elsewhere and feeling comfortable while a part of me is like, oh my god, let me see everything. <laughs> god. Have you actually seen people fucking in public before? Mm, I don't think so. Have you? Yes. Oh god. I saw it once in Chicago and once... um in my college town these people were like having sex in their car and we pulled up next to them at like a stop sign and like they're full-on fucking in the front seat did you watch no i was like oh i did you watch a little bit oh yeah i mean i saw that they were like fucking (laughs) but i was then so scandalized and i was like with other people that we were like "Ah," so awkward was a full titanic (laughs) fogged up cars with a hand on the window no okay so here's the uh, maybe sad thing or just weird thing but both of those times it was two guys and one girl (gasps) oh holy shit whoa that is i didn't even think those things really happen i didn't think two guy and a girl is like a thing yeah it's wild so kind of like darks you out that's like accidentally clicking on the wrong porn link yeah where you're like in like real time (laughs) (laughs) oh oh no yeah (laughs) And there's a part of you that's like, does she need help? Yeah. Not in like, let me jump in there, but like, is she, let me call the- Right, but like, do I need to call someone? <laughs> or would I be like, being a Karen towards someone else's like, best time of their life? Right. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Would never, never. One, is too much for me. Two? <laughs> I don't like it. Mm-mm. Bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Dark energy. <laughs> God, yeah. No, not fun. <laughs> Though, Jackson Laura Lee, all fun. Mm. <laughs> um, in this scene, Lisa is wearing the ugliest tacky purple cheetah print. Ugh, even Jersey people wouldn't. She does suffer from um, Giselle Bryant kyle richard syndrome where it's like you're so gorgeous you just can't dress right um yeah and it's kind of endearing but she does dress like a home goods it's so (laughs) mind-bending for me because the chokehold she had on me for all of her years on bh and it's always like a weird mix of 
either the tackiest shit I've ever seen or like, slaying the game at all times. Mm-hmm. But she, to me, she's she's kind of like Trump. Like their idea of luxury is gaudy. It's like what poor person's idea of luxury is. Bingo. Bingo. It's not quiet luxury. It's not succession mm-hmm. people wearing. No over designer no labels she is like straight up purple cheetah print (laughs) and weird costume costume jewelry yeah i don't know watching this with new eyes i'm like why was i so obsessed with vanderpump well she does every time she's on screen i am always taken aback by how beautiful she is and in the early seasons Mm -hmm. of beverly hills she is hot she has a fantastic figure, hair, face, she's banging, Ken is banging, they both look great together. So I do feel like maybe we kind of remember the best, the better parts instead of these later, more Nana, Nana years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, Ken banging. I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk about Ken in in a minute. I think his love and devotion to Lisa is what makes him. But, I mean, that's not someone I would (laughs) ever. I just love an old British bloke who is so secure in his masculinity that he lets his wife dress him in all pink and he carries around a tiny little dog that's dressed like the artist formerly known as Prince. He's he's (laughs) so like secure (laughs) in his manhood that he's fine living in this Alice in Wonderland tea party that Lisa has constructed around him. And I just love that. It's so endearing to me. This old man that knows how to like take care of a woman and just let her rule. Exactly. Knows knows to hold her purse and just let her do her thing. You're that secure in your manhood. And when an occasion calls for it, he, he really does step up to the plate. He really does. Knock your spark out. I mean, like, oh. holy shit. Daddy. <laughs> okay, we here <laughs> we stand Ken and Lisa's relationship. <laughs> you heard it. Um So then uh Stasi and Sheena are sitting down to eat at Sir and Stasi says, I've been salivating like a fucking wolf. Oh my god. That is an expression I've been using for the past 10 years. And once again, I'm like, holy shit, did I get it from <laughs> Vanderpump? <laughs> my god, this show seeped into my pores in ways like <laughs> I am discovering I didn't even know. But Kristen says she's disgusted with Stasi's behavior and tells Peter that she's supposed to be in at 6 p.m., they're eating, it's 6.10, and Stacy's like, dude, you have, like, three tables. If you can't handle that, Kristen, something's wrong with you. It's not wrong. No. From my own restaurant experience, I used to work at California Pizza Kitchen, oh. and I would constantly be given six top sections, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah, but that sounds super stressful. It is, but it's also the best money you're making, because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kristen is just trying to be annoying. Okay, well, my thought on Kristen is, well, if 
felt very compulsive to me. She cannot stop herself from interfering mm-hmm. with Peter and Stasi. And then in the preview for the next episode, she actually speaks on how she can't control it. So she has to interfere. She, It's like a true compulsion for her. She's got to get it out, um, which I totally understand because I get that way too. It's basically Tourette's. It's like an OCD. Um. I was going to say, um, Peter, to me, is the slightly older guy that you work with who is perpetually going on first dates with the new girl at work or with 25-year-olds um, who are too poor to turn down some sushi and wine. Um, <laughs> I f- feel like he does not get many second or third dates in his little bootcut jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be his whole shtick. That's his thing. Yeah. He's the one night wonder. Like a first date wonder. Wines you, dines you. Yeah. Takes you out for sushi. He's getting you a bottle of wine, you know. Always. Like you said, you really warmed me up on Peter, actually. I just genu- genuinely see like a good guy yeah. who's. The only flaw he has is, like, perhaps being stuck in the Peter Pan syndrome. But, like, who in L.A. isn't? Yeah. And at least he's not being deceptive or sleazy mm-hmm. or pretending to be something he's not. He's genuinely like, yeah, I'm a manager, sir. I'm constantly trying to get a movie <laughs> out there. But he's just a good, kind man with simple interests. Yeah. Like pirate shows and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so where do you fall on the Stasi Kristen fight? Um, I think it's a little bit of a power play between them because Kristen's older mm-hmm. and Stasi's so good at getting everyone to submit to her. There's a part of Kristen that's refusing to submit and it's seeping out in this way of just calling her out on being clocked in but not doing work and like these little petty ways but Mm -hmm. just to try to a little bit cut Stussy at her knees because Stussy is so powerful yeah I also feel like it's a little bit of notice me engage with me Mm -hmm. she's looking for Stussy to engage back with her she's like seeking that communication with her even if it's maybe going to be hostile (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true because if you're not tied to Stasi right now you're also not tied to the show and that's yeah how else are you gonna make yourself relevant yeah um then they have this mellow dubstep and fast shots of LA transitions it was shot so much cooler back in that day they um, took a lot of liberties back in the day. A lot of filter work. Yeah, I liked it though. It's oh, pleasing yeah. to watch. It's very of the time. Because mm-hmm. at the time, like dubstep music and that vibe of bright lights, big city was a big draw for everyone. And Laura Lee and Jack's art, Kami Sushi, going down like a labyrinth of hallways. <laughs> To an employee bathroom to straight up fuck. 
<laughs> no shame in their game. Oh my god. Uh, they make at least like two turns. And Jax is doing this thing where he's acting like a little innocent dum-dum. Like, oh my god, where are we going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hilarious because Laura Lee is supposed to be this vixen, sex pest, corrupting this innocent little boy Jax. With, but with her voice, it's impossible to make it that level of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Did they actually bang? Would you? Um, Would I? Is this sexy or not? Okay. Uh, no, this is not sexy. This is, my intuition tells me this is about 5.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. It's still daylight. It gives me junky vibes. Um, and you know that this is the happy hour menu. Jax is not springing for full price for Laura Lee. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like, like an all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe she gave him a blowjob, but I don't think they actually fucked. I don't know. What do you think? If they're fucking in the star bathroom, they're probably no, fucking at Takami Sushi. Yeah. But a blowjob sounds more like a... A slightly stealthier... <laughs> <laughs> and Jack says, this is what I love about us. And Laura Lee says, I can't keep my hands off you. I don't want to keep my hands off you. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, play hard to get, baby girl. <laughs> Laura Lee has all of the seriousness of Eileen Wernos, the serial killer. And she's like, you're the most attractive man that I've ever been with. And in that moment, you can see Jax's fight or flight is triggered. <laughs> it's like, the only way out is going to be faking my own death. <laughs> Dog, you're so spot on. She looks so intense. So Like, she's intense. confessing true love. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, danger, danger, danger. And <laughs> Laura Lee says... Um, how he said like how much he says the right thing mm-hmm. and then Jax is like I'm not even like 50% there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and she's trying so hard to uh make it way more serious and intense and it's so obvious he's not there and she kind of like she intuitively knows that he's not there so what she's doing is that specific thing you start to do where if you speak it into existence maybe it'll become true because you want it so bad Mm -hmm. so you start being like yeah you're like so perfect for me it's like if god just like said (laughs) laura lee what do you want and he gave me jacks and like the more it's like that the more you try to attract the more you repel magnet thing Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i also was wondering do girls like that ultimately get the guy because i sometimes you really see it i think it depends largely on the guy in this case Jax did have the wherewithal to end it and escape with his life and like all major digits and limbs intact <laughs> but i think there are some <laughs> men out there that just are kind of, all right, (laughs) and just kind of switch into autopilot mode for the rest of their life, you know? like You know what happened is Laura Lee was like a 
practice run and Jax was just a little too young and hung up on Stasi, so her desperation and worship of him didn't get her the mm-hmm. guy but then then came along Brittany did exact same thing and got got the guy mm-hmm. so I don't know I'm someone who would never say anything remotely close like that to the guy no. I just have too much ego and self pride yeah. and I always want to be chased I would never be doing the chase I would never even text a man first are you kidding me no even if it was like an emergency situation, <laughs> if he was dying, I'd be like, he still has to text me first to say goodbye. <laughs> but I've seen it a couple of times where I'm like, wow, that clingy bitch, like giving up all self-respect just to chase this man. And sometimes it really works out, but I think you have to catch the guy at the right time. And I think Brittany really capitalized on that. Yeah, you got to catch him at the right time and also... You have to be one crazy pussy enough to... Mm. You're such a fucking sex bomb in the bedroom that they can't stop. And two, you um, harbor such an intensity that they are terrified to secretly ever leave you. (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's true. <laughs> but I feel like those those marriages often start out and it's like, oh, everything's good, everything's fine. Then they move to the suburbs, then she slowly takes over, the mask starts slipping, and then before you know it, no one's seen or heard from him in years. And then <laughs> one day, 10, 11 years down the road, you get a Facebook message from him that's like, hey, uh, Kathleen and I got divorced. Um, she's got the kids. I'm living in Arizona. I just wanted to reach out and say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like you start getting messages like, we're getting divorced. And then mm. next time, like, you see them out, they're, like, perfectly fine. And he's making, like, crazy as at you, like, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> and then you're like so were you and he's like nope nope we're in love we're perfect mm-hmm. and then again and it's the cycle yeah. repeating itself no. it's like holy shit you're so right yeah and then you get a a call where he's like i'm sorry i'm in aa now um i'm making my amends <laughs> all those times that i drunk texted you about my terrible marriage <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. In AA and I'm in church now. I found Jesus mm. yet again. <laughs> like, we're going to church. And, they, like, the girl is always doing these um, long-winded Instagram captions. Happy birthday to my one and only, the man of my dreams. And it's like it goes on and on and on. <laughs> That's when you know, oh, it's over. It's over for you, host. <laughs> Um, then the two Ks, Kristen and Katie, are in soul cycle because there's a lot of pressure to be the hottest, thinnest girls at Sir. And they, God, I could never soul cycle. Jesus. Uh, I used to spin on occasion. Really? But it's not my favorite. No. There was a TV show on E that was kind of like following the Vanderpump, um, 
structure, but it was all around soul cycle and about like hot and structures hooking up with their prospective clients, but it only lasted like one season because nobody was dynamic (laughs) enough to keep it going. (laughs) Um, But Katie tells Kristen that she's going to reconcile with Stassi and Kristen thinks it's because she cares more about her relationship with Katie um, done with her and says she like it makes her emotional even thinking about it it's crazy that even in the beginning there was sort of this in group and inside this in group of three girls there was always triangulation happening between mm. the three girls and it seemed like at the end there was always Stassi and Katie and Kristen would always be just on the outs no matter what yeah they, Kristen and Katie are just two Wade Bird brunettes lost without their blonde ringleader. That's, that's my thought. They don't know what to do without her because they're all so codependent and trauma bonded together that they feel like they can't function without cohesive unit. Yeah, but it's crazy that it's the witch is a we hope, but just like we see in later seasons, it's still kind of Stassi and Katie. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna like try to keep Kristen emotionally on the outs and make her feel like she's not quite part of the inner circle. Um, and then we have Laura Lee does this weird busted side braid, <laughs> and then the like a whole chunk of hair is just missing <laughs> out of the braid and the back of her head like what the fuck <laughs> and they have to have a sit down confrontation with lisa about having sex in the bathroom and they both play dumb um then admit to doing it at takami really casually they're like no we would never we just had sex at takami sushi <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lisa really does a lot of tea work in the early seasons that I forgot about. And it's if you're meeting Lisa and she's got her tea in front of her, you're busted. That's a power move. She's got your ass. Way more powerful than having a glass of wine because, oh, you are electing to be sober for this confrontation. Mm-hmm. Getting that tea and antioxidants. <laughs> It's the epitome of I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Oof. Yikes. Gutted. Gutted. But in his talking head, Jax does admit to having sex in the sir bathroom. Obviously. <laughs> and Lisa says that she can't do anything about it unless she caught them in the act. And it's like, come on, Lisa, mm. you can do better than that. If <laughs> Ken told her that it's on cctv you could but she's like loving it yeah she doesn't care about the sex she can barely contain her grin when she's chastising them she's seen those like ratings for Mm -hmm. vanderpump rules season one and she's like cha-ching (laughs) cha-ching her head (laughs) yeah it's the restaurant where anything could happen you could walk in on some people fucking in the bathroom isn't that hot don't you want to come mm. here? Yeah. And then she dismisses uh, Laura Lee and she says to Jax, so she really calls him on this one. And mm-hmm. she says, like, I know what you were doing. 
you're sending a subliminal message to Stasi, and this felt like a dialogue out of succession here where she's like everything is about sex except sex sex is about power and this is Jax using sex to assert power and send a message mm-hmm. like to him sex with Laura Lee it's largely not about sex with Laura Lee I'm sure he's enjoying the hell out of it but in reality it's about sending a message to Mm -hmm. Stassi and kind of winning the breakup Mm -hmm. and Jack says Laura Lee's not my girlfriend and that he would never do that again so he like admits to Lisa Mm -hmm. that he's done it (laughs) right god he's a weak weak man yeah well Lisa's concerned with Jack's playing around with Laura Lee because she knows that Laura Lee is emotionally fragile and Lisa likes the sexy, messy fun. She does not like the crying, screaming, vomiting that is sure to come from Laura Lee when Jax finally detonates this relationship. She knows it's going to be a disaster zone. And she doesn't want that to happen in her restaurant. Or does she? <laughs> or maybe she does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she wouldn't mind it happening in her restaurant, but she doesn't want um, physical violence, which cannot be guaranteed. <laughs> the stakes are a little bit higher with Laura Lee, given her history of all she's got, the baggage. Yeah. Uh, and then... Katie comes to Stasi's with two bottles, a Pinot Gris and a Chardonnay. To me, that's a perfect way to reconcile. Just bring me two bottles of wine, two packs of Camel Crushes, <laughs> and you know I'm putty in your hands. Yeah, but this is this is crazy to me to watch because Stasi is crying and legitimately like trembling, and just says like how difficult it's been for her to have her best friends turn on her when she finds out that her boyfriend got some girl pregnant it's so crazy to me because occasionally you'll get um a posts on the forums that are like well i just started to watch from the beginning and i can't seriously understand what uh people who like Stasi, she was always so obnoxious and a mean girl from the get-go and i'm like no dog how a like brain dead are you this is we're watching Stasi trembling as she's crying how could you and i was never a hardcore Stasi fan i always liked her never loved right. like enjoyed her mm-hmm. she's good tv yeah i enjoyed her bitchiness as much as i enjoyed listening to her podcast and feeling like she's just like my girlfriend who talks about nail art and whatever getting a car financed whatever she talked about on her podcast but watching this i'm like how can anyone watch this even like right now in current time they're probably older people unless these are like 10 year olds posting these things and being like Stasi is such an obnoxious mean girl bitch no it's like no this is a woman coping she's right. coping and she's not her bitchy veneer is a cope but she's constantly just emotionally like tortured this woman it, is at the edge right it's selective memory these people are just recalling what they want which is the worst of someone which isn't even accurate because it's been blown out of all 
proportion online. Just like the realness, these tears. It's like you don't get this a lot nowadays in reality TV. Like this is truly a real emotion and she's really sad and she's only 23 years old. And it's just, it's so sad to me. Yeah, Kristen and Katie aren't even looking out for Stasi. They don't, they're just pissed because their little units disrupted. And yeah, they're bad friends. Yeah, they're icing her out because they can. And but they also need to be able to film with her. And they should know that Frank is just a layover. He's going to be out in a few weeks tops. Stasi owes them literally nothing. If she wants to date Frank in order to rub it into Jax's face, then she can. Like, she's a grown woman. She does not need their blessing or their permission to date a bartender. Sorry. She just needs their support. And it yeah. does feel really layered from Stasi's point of view and their point of view because it's like real life things are happening, but they also know they're filming a TV show and it's just all these things that that feels like out of their control and they're trying their best to hold on to things and it's constantly being mm-hmm. just tested in all kinds of ways. It's crazy though, but they do talk about the thing with uh, Frank and I'm like how much time did pass because in previous episode right before Vegas they talk about the Frank situation over beer in Katie's apartment and mm-hmm. she's kind of like okay we'll let you do you just be careful so I don't know I feel like this pilot was shot months at a time or something oh yeah yeah because it feels really genuine and what I'm saying is in the show, it looks like it all happened like boom, boom, boom. But I right. think in reality, the reason Stasi's crying is because she went months without her friends, isolated. All she had was Frank. And this is like, probably like a month has passed. And she finally gets to sit down with Katie and talk. So we're not seeing Stasi doing this broke up with Jax and now I'm with right. Frank. Yeah, and no. It's like she's been tortured for months or weeks and weeks and so this is all built up it's like it's horrible it's just it's horrible it, my heart like physically hurt watching this um and then they're at the bar and they're like why is joey here <laughs> peter and jacks are wondering and detective peter's on the case he's gonna he's gonna go and he's gonna find out <laughs> why is joey <laughs> on the clock um, when he's not supposed to be it's supposed to be Frank and Joey tells a tale of Frank charging double price for double martinis um, and they do this really tight close up shot on Jacks, and damn his nose was really hot <laughs> yeah R.I.P. They say that he threatened to Atomic Melville. And I'm like, Brandy Melville? <laughs> but it's Melvin. I guess mm-hmm. he threatened to pull some customers' underwear over his head for complaining about the drinks being double price. <laughs> and he said, uh, fuck you, you peasant. How dare you come in here, order these drinks if you can't pay? He's definitely either been hanging out with Stasi too much or him and Stasi maybe much more of a match made in heaven because later on in her podcast, Stasi really adopted the peasant insult mm. where she would refer to people as plebeians or plebes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not even mad because I learned that from her and really took it with me on my journey and made it part of my vernacular. No, if you don't want to be called a plebe, don't act like one. As simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> I love <laughs> the similarities between <laughs> Stassi and Frank here, though. <laughs> um, and then our next scene is Frank drives Stassi in his convertible. But they have to make a pit stop on the way for him to have a conversation with Lisa about these events. And he doesn't even get up when Lisa walks in. Red flag, bad manners. And Lisa mentions that he had a problem with Kyle. Yeah. And I'm wondering why we never got that footage. Release the tapes. Beverly Hills, release the tapes. (laughs) I need to know every detail of what occurred. I wonder if it was like some private party that Lisa volunteered her Sir crew mm-hmm. and Frank and Kyle Richards got into it. Mm-hmm. She asked for know. one too many spicy margaritas and he... And he charged her double. <laughs> he had had enough and he charged her double. That's probably actually what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Frank was expecting to get fired. I think he was just expecting to get, like, yelled at and suspended. What do you think? Do you think he had any idea? I think to, in order to make a good TV show and raise, truly raise the stakes, Lisa has uh, Jackson loyally over here fucking in the bathroom. Kristen's constantly throwing fits. <laughs> Stassi's sneaking wine on the clock. And in order not to look like she's this awful boss who's just a pushover, to really raise the stakes up high, I think she had to uh, fire someone to make sure they understand that they can't be doing this shit on the on the job. Mm-hmm. And she took this as an opportunity for Frank to be a sacrificial lamb because she calculated it and saw him as being a little bit more disposable and mm-hmm. maybe not as important to the overall storyline of the show. So Lisa just did what had to be done, whereas Frank, I think, at this point, he was Stassi's boyfriend, so he definitely thought he's going to be a part of the show and he's not mm-hmm. going to be that sacrificial lamb. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to these days. Hey, Frank, come on the pod. So... <laughs> After watching this up, I had to look him up because I was curious. And apparently, he's been working at some deli in either oh, like no. New York or New Jersey. So, mm. oh no, yeah, wasn't he like real estate aspirations, commercial real estate, mm. a deli, Frank. Mm. Those $900 from Stasi's sex tape really didn't last him long enough to find himself a new career, did it? <laughs> Apparently, he's has no online presence, hasn't updated Facebook or anything since 2017, so oh. really fell off the face of the earth, probably because of what he did, so... <laughs> Well, maybe COVID took him out. Or maybe COVID took him out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he's in the car. He's a little bit, he's so rude. And yeah, here and now I see what you were saying. He's very like rude and cocky and condescending. Yeah. 
in front of Stasi in the conversation. But Stasi's acting like a bratty little bitch. Um, but he's like, I'm driving you around. They have to go all the way to Santa Monica um, to meet Stasi's parents for lunch. I'm going to say I want to party with Stasi's dad. Oh, we're going to get to Stasi's dad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Stasi is totally pissed and Frank is entirely full of shit. He takes no responsibility. He just starts shit talking Lisa, saying all mm-hmm. this stuff that he didn't have the actual balls to say to Lisa's face and he literally never can or could. And he does this weak thing where he's like, oh, exactly what I wanted would happen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get fired, dog. There are so many holes in that logic because if you wanted to get fired, you could have just quit. <laughs> yeah, it's all so cope. And Stasi at this moment knows that she's changed herself to dead weight, but she can't give up on it because she has to make a point to Jax that he can be replaced and she's terrified of being single. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the only ally she really has yeah. right now. Yeah. TBD if she this was pre or after she made up with Katie, but I'm guessing pre. Yeah. And also, Jax is banging Laura Lee in the bathroom. Stassi can't in twenty three year old's mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't let Jax win this breakup by having sex with Laura Lee all over the place. I have to have someone to parade around who makes it seem like he wants and adores me yeah i just frank's not it though (laughs) (laughs) he's got he's tall and he drives her around and he's willing to do manual labor around her apartment so he's a little bit like he's enough for what she needs he's a npc yeah. Um, and he says that he tells Stasi's dad he found out that Stasi has pretty girl syndrome, and it's if you pretty girls know like if they don't want to do something, they can always find someone else to do that. I've done that twice that I can remember. One time I was driving to a date and my car <laughs> broke down. <laughs> And I had my date come and pick me up and call the tow truck. And then a couple of days later, I went on a date with a different guy. And during the date, I was like, I have to go pick up my car from the repair shop. And I made him drive me there. And then when the bill came, he like had no choice but to pay for it. Because <laughs> like, what else is a man going to do? Right. And I was like, okay, slaying this pretty girl syndrome thing. yeah but it's also it's not just pretty girl syndrome it's there's bossy girl syndrome (laughs) and that i could never do and there's flirty girl syndrome um couldn't do that either (laughs) (laughs) i hate i like yeah the real syndrome i hate phony flirting yeah the real syndrome though is men doing shit they don't want to do in exchange for the possibility of getting a morsel of pussy (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, it's not our fault that you have no willpower. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes you have to play the damsel in distress when you're just mind-fucking these fools into yeah. doing something for you you don't want to do yourself. Girls, <laughs> if you don't have a guy that you can call to come over and assemble your furniture, you're doing something wrong. 
<laughs> that is true. And I learned that hardcore living by myself. You gotta have a, a furniture guy, a brunch guy, car guy. <laughs> Cover your bases. No, I put together so much IKEA furniture. I oh was like, God. God damn, I'm so hot and single. I should have that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stasi's dad tells or mom say oh my god she used to lay on the floor and eat a loaf of bread from the inside out (laughs) it used to be me (laughs) with a jar of peanut butter not a loaf of bread keto since 2010 no i'm kidding (laughs) um yeah stassi's parents are so hot her mom truly doesn't look old enough to be her mother it's uncanny Mm -hmm. she's so her skin is so perfect they have so much chemistry between mm-hmm. them too. They're already divorced here. I know. And they look like a couple that is in their bliss. The sexual chemistry between them is electric, which I'm sure is what brought them together into marriage in the first place. And not just sexual, they're having a good time. They're both getting day drunk and like judging the shit out of their daughter's <laughs> new man. Um, I think... The secret to a happy marital bliss might be carry those tiny little bottles of alcohol around. <laughs> like diabetics who have to carry like a snack so their blood sugar doesn't drop. You always have to keep a buzz and then you're rock solid. You're always laughing. You're not as annoyed by your significant other. You're always like a little bit lit. <laughs> That's what we were talking about a couple episodes ago when we were saying two cocktail anyone is perfect. That's where mm-hmm. you want to be operating at. Everyone's on on their best. Uh, peak performance, two cocktails in. 100%. <laughs> they said that Stasi was a goth in high school. She was a little bit chunky and... The chin plant that changed it all. God damn. <laughs> the chin plant her around the world. That's how we know she's a real one. And that's why she has this great charisma and personality. It's always like the ugly ducklings who weren't hot from the beginning. <laughs> and I love and appreciate that she's always been totally upfront about any work that she's had done. Mm-hmm. Oh, chin. I've never even heard of a chin implant. Crazy. <laughs> what kind of rabbit hole on the internet you have to fall down to realize you could get something implanted in your chin to change your face? Yeah. And suddenly you get modeling jobs opportunities. Um, and then we have that one little interstitial where Ken drives to Sir in a pink hot rod and everyone oohs and ahs and giggles around it and gets in and test drives it around, which is so cute. It's so cute. That's what I'm talking about. He's so just, he's charming. He's a charming old man. That is really cute. That is like relationship husband goals. Yeah, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about Stasi's dad asking Frank if he was a Democrat. After he shows him his flask that has a gun on one side of it. And a baby picture of Stassi. And a picture of baby Stassi, which dad level 100. He's <laughs> such a such a girl dad. Such a girl dad. Which A good soil of the earth 
Those are the dads that raise strong women. There's a episode later in New York where, like, the same exact scene, but here, um, Stassi's dad's like, as long as you're not a Democrat, and in New York, it was Carol Vadzuel on a date where she goes, as long as you're not a Republican. <laughs> and then they go to a double date, daytime brunch time scene. And young Schwartz and Sando are so cute. They are very adorable and baby-faced. They look so young. So young. No filler. Mm -hmm. No that laden onset alcoholic cocaine bloat. Mm -hmm. Schwartz has a jawline. And he's not jaundiced. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, fresh-faced. Um... Schwartz looked really cute when he's he's wearing these sunglasses that flip up and he has them flipped up and he's just kind of disassociating, staring into like space <laughs> on the table. But he looks so cute there. He's peak, peak attractiveness in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they receive a phone call and find out that Frank has been fired and they're all like, Kind of trying to celebrate it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Katie can barely contain her grin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the final scene is Stasi is in her Serena Vandervoetsen attire, a yellow top, white shorts. She's doing her own nails and is kind of trying a little bit poke holes in Frank's story and you can tell it's getting him aggravated because he's talking about his real estate aspirations and she's just like questioning everything he's saying. So like Mm -hmm. the house you're trying to flip, who actually owns it, who bought it. And I think this is where she's catching him and his lies and it's happening on camera and that's causing Frank to backfire a little bit and yeah start being very condescending about the lunch they had with her parents and making some unkind, judgy remarks about he sees her mom being the same, treating her dad the same way Stassi treats him, like their little servant bitch boy, and that her dad is like really emasculated, which is not true. He showed you his fucking flask with a gun. What else do you want, bro? Right. (laughs) He literally handed you a signal that said, I will shoot you over my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we get to see the true colors of Frank, and they ain't pretty, honey. No, he's being so rude to her. Never date a man that makes jokes along the caliber of, oh, did you break a nail? Like, Not only does mm-hmm. that tell you he's completely unfunny, but <laughs> he's also going to belittle you on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stasi ends up storming out of the apartment, out of her own apartment. I know. And he... <laughs> Power move. see what i used to do was even bigger power move is i'd be at my boyfriend's house and i'd be like get out of my house right now and make him yeah that's the move that's the move um but frank storms out after her and she's like don't leave don't leave like this 
And I think she's cognizant of the fact that this is being on camera. Mm-hmm. And she's coming out looking like a loser on top. And she says, God is literally trying to kill me. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. Oh, my God. This is her second breakup. We've all been there. <laughs> Ends up looking bad yet again. Oh, God. Stassi. Their fight on the sidewalk in broad daylight is very high school couple who is on again off mm-hmm. again every other day it's like you at a point where you truly hate each other yeah but you both have alternative reasons for why you want to keep it together exactly. like she wants a boyfriend on the show he wants to stay a little bit on the show and suddenly the hatred kind of overcomes mm-hmm. the logical side of you and you get into this friction and you just both cannot mm-hmm. like get the fuck away from me i hate you i hate you yeah it sucks when your ally suddenly like they become your number one enemy well and also i feel that stassi wants someone to fight to be with her mm-hmm. jack said before they will fight it but then they'll take then it to bang the it outro. out yeah so mm-hmm. she look- wants that passionate passion engagement like she wants you to fight to be with her she wants mm -hmm. you to leave and then come barging back in and grab her and kiss her like that she wants that passion she doesn't want you to belittle her the way frank is doing she wants it the way Jax was when he stormed into that nightclub and was like i love you stassi Mm -hmm. and make this big gesture yeah yeah and And frank is just he's not the man for the job no and then we see Stasi smoking that curb cigarette, which is just so iconic. It it was really making me miss like Jersey Shore vibes. It was very boardwalk <laughs> energy. Mm-hmm. And the little shorts and that poofy mm-hmm. top. Yeah. yeah. She's a little more elegant, though. Oh, yeah, no. Stasi's definitely an upgrade, but it, the sun is setting. It's the golden hour glow. And then she's just smoking that cigarette. So visceral. So oh visceral. God. Trots back into her little apartment. Her apartment complex looks really nice, too. It's full of like greenery and flowers. I'm yeah. Like, Damn. Stasi's not living in a shithole. No. <laughs> She's not living in the Tom Sandoval shithole. No way on God's green <laughs> earth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jax is supposedly moved to like a studio in Chinatown. That shitty one that had like a bike on the wall or something. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, the bike. It just it hovering precariously over him while he's laying in bed with his healing nose job. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Season two. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this episode had, it was very little Sheena. Sheena in the beginning, yeah. no Sheena. And no other storylines yet again. Stasi is the star of the show. Stasi and Jax. Well, when you've got people fucking in the bathroom and people cussing out customers. And her tumultuous relationship saga continues, mm-hmm. yeah kind of cool that they kept it so simple and very uh reminiscent of soap opera yeah two lovers who just can't get it together i like that i read well i didn't read (laughs) i heard you listened to it too on um 
deep dive with J.B. Stein, he mentions mm-hmm. that Jax, Stasi, Ariana, and Sandoval are all cancers. Oh, yeah. That's some sort of unholy vortex. Oh, my God. <laughs> of energy. Wait, Stasi is a cancer? Yeah. Because her birthday is, like, in but I think it's after mine. Yeah. Oh, God. And male cancers are just, I mean, they're jacks. They're yeah. batshit crazy people. And they're all water, so they're all, like, highly emotional. Mm-hmm. Wow. And cancers, yeah, they are not let it be, let it go type of people. They will sting you mm. if you cross them. They're always seeking out that. So that's what Jax is doing with Laura Lee, to try and sting Stasi where it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my God, that is an unholy vortex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, Tune in next week. (laughs) That's it for our closing thoughts. Yep, tune in next week. Shout out to everyone that's been tuning in. Yeah. Happy to have you here with us. (laughs) Happy to have you. Have a happy fourth. God bless America. God bless America. (laughs) I hope everyone gets really drunk and either gets into a fight or public fucks. I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic? What?